Welcome to this edition of Morgan You Asked For podcast. I want to apologize. I've been off for a few weeks here. Um, just, you know, life sometimes uh, takes con- control. Uh, both Trevor and I, we've just not been able to work it out um, with the podcast getting together. Um, sometimes that that happens. Uh, and then obviously last week with the holiday and Trev with traveling everywhere and stuff, it just hasn't worked the last few weeks. Uh, sorry. We're going to try to make up a lot of stuff, but really um, not going to go back a ton. I mean, we will, uh, but really um, the last, you know, 48 to 72 hours in, in college football is a topic. Um, and, and Iowa State's Matt Campbell is in the middle of this. Um, as of 742 Wednesday night, um, just read a few minutes ago on Twitter, it does look like Marcus Freeman is going to get the Notre Dame job. Um, they're getting, they're agreeing uh, with Tommy Reese to stay as the old coordinator. So neither one of those guys are going to LSU with uh, Brian Kelly. They're going to stay at Notre Dame. Um, I really think that's a good move. I, I think he was hired. You know, he's one of the best defensive uh, coordinators in the country last year at Cincinnati, last few years at Cincinnati, and went to Notre Dame. I, I think this was the plan. Now, obviously, it, it, no one expected it this year. I mean, I, I think if you asked Brian Kelly at the beginning of this year, uh, you say, are, are you going to be the LSU head coach next year? He's like, absolutely not. One, the job's not going to get open. Um, and then two, I'm not going there. Um, but things change and money talks and just, you know, another thing that people, everybody's like, and, and we'll get to Lincoln Riley too, but Lincoln Riley, same thing. They're all, oh, they're leaving their team. They're, 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 they're doing it a different way. There's no other way to do it. Un- unfortunately, with today's, social media and just the way it works they can't keep this a secret they can't accept the job and say hey, i need 24 hours to get this organized before i can come out there that's not the way it works um you, you can't blame those guys you can blame the system and and you can blame the way it works but you can't blame those guys those guys can't go sit in a two-hour meeting and tell the, the guys they're leaving um it's just not the way it works. That new school wants to go out and promote, you know, all their stuff. They got to get out there. These guys are taking these jobs without ever even going to the campus unless they've been there before, but they're not, it's not like they fly them in, interview them. Everybody knows it's happening. You know, whether you can take them at his word or not, you know, Lincoln Riley said he, he did a zoom call meeting in the morning and made the decision an hour later and then called Oklahoma. I mean, so if you take him at his word, he had all this decision in about four hours. Um, so there's no way to text your, your team, text your, you know, and again, this is over a, a Thanksgiving weekend. Um, you know, both teams had played on Saturday and then probably let their guys go. Brian Kelly was still in California um, recruiting. You know, this is an open recruiting time. And, and that's been another argument. Is, that's part of the problem these guys are out actively recruiting um, Brian Kelly, you know, that the report is again, who knows what's real and who's not anymore. I mean, that's absolutely, you, you have no idea what's truth and not. I mean, it's been rumored that Matt Campbell is going to be the USC coach. It's been, you know, I mean, it's just been crazy. Um, and we'll get to that here in just a second, but it was, I, I think, and this is just what you, you read and stuff on Twitter and everything is Brian Kelly's in the room. Of, of a recruit in Southern California, um, he's walking out and then it breaks, you know, because 
LSU wants to be that big split that, you know, they kind of got upstaged by USC and Lincoln Riley. They want to be that big splash. So it's got to get out there fast. And so somebody leaked that, whether it's Brian Kelly's agent, whether it's Brian Kelly, whether it's the AD president or just somebody, um, you know, you can't trust people anymore. And, and, and unfortunately that's the way this world worked with the 24, you know, ESPN wants to get it on their ticker, Fox sports, Yahoo sport. I mean, everybody wants it first, you know, um, just like, you know, Adam Schefter, I, I find it comical. You know, he's tweeting out that Cliff Kingsbury's interested in the Oklahoma job. And then at the very last line of that tweet or whatever, he's on his last year of a contract. That has nothing to do with Cliff Kingsbury wanting the Oklahoma job. That is Cliff Kingsbury wanting to redo his contract is all that is. And, and so whether it's Kingsbury or his agent or somebody, you know, got to Schefter and said, put this out, that that's what that is. It has zero to do with Kingsbury really being, he, he might be interested, but that's not what it's about. No, it's and, about and welcome and, in, welcome in Trevor. And it, it's a slimy situation. Um, it just really is anymore. No. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, like I said, it's been a few weeks, holidays, travel. I think this happened last year where we missed a couple of weeks. So just the way it goes with our uh, with our schedules, we're not professionals at this, so we still have uh, other obligations we have to do. Um, but yeah, Cliff, uh, Cliff I mean, I, I don't know why he'd want to go back to college at this point because they're doing really well. It was probably just a little leverage play to, you know, get another extension from the Cardinals. But getting back into college, th- there is really no good way to do it. Uh, you know, there's I saw that there was some video that came out, maybe your audio of of Kelly's for two, three, four minute little uh, conference with the players. And then people are, you know, some people have both sides of it. But again, this late recruiting or the second recruiting stage, these coaches can't afford to take four, five, six, seven, eight days off because they're going to lose recruits to their rivals or to other conferences. They, they have to be out there ready to go instantly. And that's part of the problem. Yeah. And, you, and then, I mean, just as much go to get the recruits, you have to go recruit your team from transferring, you know, and you haven't seen it much with Notre Dame and LSU yet, but Oklahoma, their whole freaking recruiting class left and seems to be going with Lincoln Riley to USC. Um, and then, you know, Oklahoma players, uh, several of them entered the transfer portal. Now, the one thing I will say with the transfer portal, they do not have to leave. They're just going to explore their op- options. So they can come back as long as a team, I think, can take them back. They don't have to take them back necessarily. But just because you enter does not mean you have to, to leave. Um, so some people do, um, you know, kind of kind of forget that. And then the other thing is, you know, I, I'm not a huge proponent of the transfer portal and being able to go, whatever. But for what happened the last three days, two days, is why it needed to happen and why it's really good. Um, you know, that Notre Dame team is if Iowa beats Michigan and Baylor beats o- Oklahoma State, Notre Dame is in the playoffs without it's, a coach. Well, I mean, that, they, that is unbelievable. They're, they're, this is a team that is they, – they don't control it, but one game goes haywire or an upset happens, Notre Dame is in the playoffs. Well, I think obviously Alabama would have to lose as well and then yeah, Cincinnati, whatever. But they're not – it's not that far-fetched. I don't no. think it's happened, but it's, it's still realistic. Um, again, I – they played a pretty weak schedule this year, but whatever. I mean, they're ten and one or eleven and one, whatever the record is. Mm-hmm. I forget because they're they're not in the conference, which is part of their problem. Uh, yes and I, no. Yeah. Notre Dame. <laughs> if this goes to the twelve team playoff, 
and Notre Dame is 11 and one, they will always be in the top 12. Sure. Probably, oh, even, yeah, 10, probably even 10 and two. They yeah, they'll, they'll, make sure that, they'll make sure that they're in as long as they have like, like a 10 and two record. But uh, again, to me, Notre Dame is a big 10 team, but that's a whole different argument and we don't have time for that. So, but getting back to the playoff a little bit, the coaching carousel, we'll, we'll stay with coaching for now, I guess. We don't right. get sidetracked, but uh, Lincoln Riley leaving for USC. I mean, he had a top five or six job in the nation at Oklahoma and really Alabama, maybe Ohio State, maybe USC are the only ones that could beat Oklahoma. And he's there's a lot of upside at USC and he's going to be expected to compete for a playoff spot by year two or year three at the latest. Well, and, th- and there's an argument if, if, if all the, so his top recruits out of the last three or four years, Rattler, Caleb Williams, and a couple of, and he has a couple of quarterbacks or one quarterback coming this year and one the next year are out of Southern California, you know, so you're, you're assuming that all those guys are either coming or they're all going to go to USC now. Um, I've, I've heard people talk that, Depend on the transfer portal and just with the talent that he may be able to get and the Pac-12 isn't good, he could be knocking on the door of the playoff next year. He could, yeah, the USC because could be how fast next year. The USC, you know, if, if you just lock down Southern California with the recruits and then he would get a few of those guys he had at Oklahoma and – you know, transfer portal is going to, you know, there's going to be a guy out of LSU that's going to leave because they don't want to deal with Brian Kelly. And now he gets him or a Texas guy or the Alabama guy that's third string to two division, you know, first round draft picks, you know, but he's still a darn good college football player. Um, you can change your roster so much faster now than you could five years ago with the one-time transfer, no questions asked, play immediately. And then, you know, they're, they're just it's just so much easier and then uh with this early signing period no one signed yet all these commitments to Oklahoma or to Notre Dame or to LSU or to USC they don't mean anything right now absolutely zero no one has signed any all these high school seniors they can go wherever they can say I'm committed to Iowa State and they can sign wherever they want on December 16th or 15th whatever that is um, so there is no legal binding. And I know kind of, you know, a couple guys here right in the state of Iowa are in this uh, tight end out of Valley is committed to, to Notre Dame. Um, I, and I know, I think I saw where he's going to, they're going to talk to him on channel 13 tonight. And then Xavier Wampa, his top three is, was Ohio state, Notre Dame and Iowa. Um, so I don't know if his relationship was with Brian Kelly or if it was with this Marcus Freeman, um, you know, and obviously Ellis, you know, he's a, five-star recruit top he I mean if Brian Kelly wants him he'd say yeah come on down to LSU if you want I'm sure LSU was recruited him with Ed Orgeron I mean he just those schools like that if it's a five-star um I'm sure he's gotten a letter and had conversations with LSU before Brian Kelly went there and then obviously had a really good relationship with somebody at Notre Dame uh and obviously Brian Kelly's involved in that uh so there's a relationship there to go to LSU. And, and I know he sent out a text or on Twitter or whatever that this recruiting thing is, is crazy. And then also what happens is, okay, so that's your top three. One of them's in, in chaos. You know, does Nick Saban make a call? Does Dabo Sweeney make a call? You know, he seems to say, Hey, you know, maybe they thought he was going to Notre Dame. You know, that was kind of the feeling in the, I have no idea. I have zero idea what, where he's going, but the feeling in the industry was he was going to Notre Dame. 
Well, now that change, everything changes. So all those schools that were close, but not in that finalists, you know, say, Hey, it's worth a shot, you know? Um, so it's slimy. It's, it's, you know, but, but here's, I, I, I got a little bit and I know there's, there's lots of th- rumors out there and, you know, some contracts are, are public. Uh, Brian Kelly's I think came out today where if he wins a national championship and he gets fired, he is owed hundred percent of his salary. Um, if he doesn't, then he's owed 90% of his salary. Um, and you know, he roughly got a hundred million dollars. Uh, Riley got a little bit over a hundred million dollars, you know, Mel Tucker, this is the one that started. I, I think Mel Tucker started, started. it started. Well, here's what happened is Mel Tucker is like 12 and 17 in his career and was had Michigan state up to number three or whatever they were. And he got offered 10 years, $95 million which the $95 million is what it is, but it's the 10 year deal that, that is the key to this because most coaches don't last 10 years. It's just the way it is. I mean, um, you know, Matt Campbell has been there. Matt Campbell has been there six years. He just finished his sixth year. He is the second longest tenured coach in the big 12. You know, Gundy has been there a long, long time, you know, uh, but uh, yeah. Um, You know, and, and so all these other coaches are like, huh, you know, I'm way better than that. And so, you know, the rumor was, and I don't know if this is true, that Lincoln Riley is getting over $100 million, 24-7 private plane for his family. That, that's unbelievable. That, I, that right there just goes to show you how crazy it is because that would change your life. That, that right there would change your life. Yep. You're, you want to just, Hey, let's go to Cabo. You know, he's in Southern California, fly down to Cabo private plane. Doesn't have to worry about anything Yep. for him and his family or, Hey, let's go to Disney world. You know, I mean, just, I mean, he's got two little girls. I mean, they're like 10 and seven. They're like my kids, you know, they can go anywhere they want. They can do what, go to Europe. I mean, and again, money's not an object. So they literally can go anywhere in the world whenever they want on USC's dime. And then you probably saw the same tweet that everyone else did the homes. Yeah. And, and if, if they bought his two home, which the whole, it's kind of a joke, but why would you have two homes in Norman, Oklahoma? That's a suburb of Oklahoma city. Well, I was wondering the same thing. I'm like, one had to be for like maybe his parents if they visit or, or and, and I have no idea. Or if there's like a lake there, like say, you know, here right. in Oskaloosa, you have a house here at, at Oskaloosa, but then you have a lake house down at Rathbun or, you know what I mean? It's like 45 minutes away. That's probably what it was. Yeah. You know, something like that. I would understand, you know, a lake house or a cabin or, or something. I'm guessing that's what it is, but, but it's right. like, who had, who needs two houses in Norman? You know, that's kind of the joke. And then, you know, just, you know, things like that. So essentially that's like a million dollar bonus, you know, cause they're buying it for $500,000 more. And whether that's all true or not is, is, actually not even going to come out because USC is a private institution. They don't have to disclose all that. Now the Brian Kelly one, go to Twitter and try to find that. Cause that is a public uh, school and they do have to show. And it did say, and his buyout is not very much. It's, you know, it's only like four or $5 million. So if he wants to go, he can go uh, pretty easily without, and I don't know what his aspirations are. He's 60, you know, that, that kind of makes this, I think this is probably his last stop. I, I would guess. not necessarily, but most likely. Right. I, I think he would want it to be. I mean, I, you know, he wants to be there. He's going to have to take, you know, it'll be interesting to see how fast he is good 
is if, because Ed Orgeron could recruit. And, and I think, you know, they weren't winning, but I think there was a lot of behind the scenes. There is the expectation of what your head coach should be like. And Ed Orgeron is not that. I think he's a great guy. And I think he's a heck of a recruiter and, you know, he'd fire LSU up, but just there's certain ways you're supposed to conduct yourself as a head coach. And he wasn't that. And I think that's what got him in trouble with. And then, you know, it said they hit, he hit on the like big time administrator's wife at the gas station. Yeah, he, was, he was having a good time there uh, for a while. So mm-hmm. uh, can't blame him, but yeah, no, I, I think everyone had the same feeling. It, it's crazy to think that he got fired so soon after winning a national championship, but right. I believe everyone had the same feeling like, yeah, he's going to be gone. We yeah. talked about this earlier this year and then yep. obviously he's now gone. So yeah. So the secret was out. Yeah. And the big thing is all these 10 year contracts, you know, Jane, Jane Franklin, I don't know what his money was, but I know his deals for 10 years at, at yep. Penn state. Um, and I don't know how, because essentially these contracts are absolutely worthless. I mean, they don't really mean anything because Lincoln Riley just signed an extension before the season, this summer, he signed an extension and he left Matt Campbell is rumored to be now getting back to like the stories. And I'm one of those people. I love the coaching just carousel and just, but the, the part that I want is, you know, everybody was saying Matt Campbell, Matt Campbell, to USC. Now, was there truth to that? We don't know. Was he their second pick? Like if they couldn't get Lincoln Riley, did they want him? Or was it just all a farce? Matt Campbell had really no intention because you never heard anything out of Matt Campbell. Matt Campbell does not have an agent. As Jamie Pollard said this uh, on the radio show last night, uh, he was on Murph and Andy today, which one thing we do want to do, we want to do give our, our shout out here. I know our, our buddies always give uh, Jamie Pollard a hard time, but uh, he actually does have testicular cancer and he had a uh, testicle removed uh, Tuesday. Ooh. Everything looks good, but uh, we do want to give our uh, – uh, thoughts to him and his family and and wish the best to him um, yeah so imagine what he's going through professionally right now just because you know matt campbell's going to be rumored for every job and this isn't over i mean i think it's over right now but the nfl carousel is going to start here in another month and then you know does he want an nfl job or you know the, one of the big rumors is ryan day to the chicago bears well ohio state is just like notre dame that job is one that you, ha- I, as a Cyclone fan and, and as a Matt Campbell fan, that's a job he leaves Iowa State for. It's a I don't top think five he, job. Well, yeah, one, one, it's a top five job. You leave anywhere to go there almost. But two, he's from Ohio. That is his, I mean, you know, growing up in, in, in Iowa, you know, your dream, Bob, is Iowa State, Iowa, whatever you are. Um, you grew up in Ohio. You want to go to Ohio State. You want to go play there. You want to you want to be a coach there, and you want to be the head coach of Ohio State. That's. I mean, there's not – they don't have an Iowa and an Iowa state. I mean, there is Ohio and then there's all the Mac schools, uh, but they're not Ohio state, you know, no, that's um, not cool. it's one, one big power five school in the state. Um, yeah. So, but again, same thing. If Mark, if this Marcus Freeman thing, that Ohio state, you know, Luke fickle is right there too. He has already been the head coach there, uh, but it was an interim. He wasn't, you know, and it just, he, he left it just, they wanted to, they got urban Meyer. They weren't going to go with Luke fickle. Um, but again, Luke fickle did play there and coach there. 
So mm-hmm. Luke Fickle probably wants that job as well, too, um, if that happens. So it's, it's really the same guys. And Luke Fickle was in on the USC job. Um, the AD out there is the same AD that hired him there at Cincinnati. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be Matt Campbell, Luke Fickle for whatever job opens up. And we'll see from there. But, um, you know, Jamie Pollard has been real – if you just listen to uh, the coaches show um, it's on podcasts and uh, the varsity app. And then he was on Murph and Andy today on the radio show. So it's, it's on a, an, an app and podcast. If you want to listen to uh, real fourth company coming, he's like, we can't match money. Uh, we can do other things, uh, but hundred million dollars, Iowa state's not going to pay. And, and, you know, and again, Matt Campbell has not, said a thing. And, and that, that was one of the things, you know, everybody's like, well, shouldn't he say, Hey, I'm, I'm entrenched or I'm staying. Well, no, because one, once you say, I'm not going to, you know, everybody's giving Lincoln Riley a, a, a heck of a time. Cause he said, he's not going to LSU. You know, they asked better him, off not saying anything because right. then people can turn it back on you and you lose your leverage. Well, yeah. And, and who he could have said, I'm staying like when the USC job, he didn't get the USC job. He could have said, I'm staying not knowing that the next day Notre Dame was going to open. And maybe that's his dream job. You know, right. he doesn't get it, but that still could be his dream. He wanted it. Maybe he was trying to get it. He just didn't get it. That happens. It's okay. But you can't come out and say, I'm staying tomorrow. My dream job opens up and he leaves. Then he looks like an idiot, you know? Right. So you just don't say anything like, you know, everybody's giving Riley a hard time. He said he wasn't going to LSU. Well, he didn't lie. He didn't say he wasn't going to you. They didn't, they just asked the wrong question. You know, um, all the interviews I saw that, like you mentioned, when we first got started, it was like a, like a last minute decision. Like he did not see it coming. And, and, that, you, and that's what he's saying. And you haven't, this could have been, it works idea. forever, but I take people at the, I, I'm maybe a little bit naive. Um, they're not a hundred percent honest, but they're not really lying to you either. They just don't, what are they supposed to say? Yeah, I'm going to LSU. No, <laughs> I mean, they just can't say that. Or I'm going to you. I mean, they can't. They just can't. You know? No, there's there's no perfect answer. And I, I I would assume 24 to 48 hours before he made that decision, he probably thought he's staying in Oklahoma for the next 10 years. Oh. LSU comes through and they they make him an offer he can't resist. And or, uh, not LSU, but USC yeah. or Lincoln Riley and – I mean, USC is one of those programs where you can, again, it's an easier conference than the SEC, the Big Ten, and again, Oklahoma's going to the SEC, and that's part of it, too. Like, all you got to worry about out there is Oregon, and Oregon's had some good years. Right. Can't throw them under the bus or anything, but other than them and Utah, I mean, what what do you really have to compete with out west? Well, and that's the thing. And, and there's, again, you can't, you don't know what's right and wrong, but there's people saying that he did, was not in favor of going to the SEC with Oklahoma because he's not dumb. He knows that right now he is the dominant program in the big 12. He's been to the playoff three out of the last uh, five years, you know, um, you know, this year was primed, lost a couple games. It, it happens. It's not ideal. They were close to beating Oklahoma state. They beat Oklahoma. That's the thing too, is timing matters so much. They beat Oklahoma State, and they're playing this Saturday. Does USC wait, or do they just go ahead and hire their next guy? And was that Matt Campbell? You don't know. Right. Um, you, you don't know that answer. Um, you know, you know, does, you know, 
does LSU wait? You know, does, okay, they go higher. You know, it's just amazing. They hire Matt Campbell or USC. You know, maybe USC was Brian Kelly goes to USC and then Lincoln Riley ends up at L. I mean, you don't, timing is everything and you just don't know. And that's why you can't say stuff. And it's just, it's, it's just tough. And, you know, those videos out where they're only meeting with their team for four minutes or, or 10 minutes. Well, what are they supposed to do? It's I saw a funny comment on Facebook where someone said, it kind of, I know where you're going, but they, they go, what are they supposed to do? Bake them a pie. I mean, yeah. you got, you got it. The bet you got to rip the bandaid off. Well, and everybody knows everything already. I mean, right. it's, there's no secret. I mean, it's the full story is out. This isn't, yeah. this isn't the eighties or nineties. I mean, yeah. the full story is out. You go in there, you think them, uh, it doesn't sound good. It's just the reality of the world we live in. Yeah. I mean, what, what are they supposed to just stand there for an hour and, and take every single quit? No, no. I mean, it's, Hey, thanks guys. You guys are the reason I was able to have this opportunity. Um, love you. I'm always again, here for goes, you. I'm, I'm always for NCAA with having. Yeah, that, that's you can you cannot be mad at Brian Kelly and Lane and Lincoln Riley. You can be mad at the system that this is the way it works. The system um, is set it up for this. This is the way it works because of the system. Yeah, right. It, it needs to be you know, and and everybody talks about they need to have a, a commissioner, a czar, whatever, and then much more like the NFL where there is a, a, a set time. Like if you're playing, you cannot interview him. And you cannot take a job if you're still playing. Um, it doesn't mean you can't go hire. Like, you know, everybody knows, like, when the Colts were waiting to announce, they had hired, you know, Josh McDaniels. You know, they were waiting. Then all of a sudden he changed his mind because the Patriots were still going. And that's what you have to, you know, if you want to hire that, you just have to wait. Um, but there's – that's why this recruit – everybody wants this early recruiting period coming up in December. It's a mess. That's why these teams can't wait now. That's why they get fired in September. Because it used to be, okay, you fire them today, you know, December 1st, right after your last game, you know, you play on Saturday, you fire them on Monday, you know, Sunday, whatever. Uh, and then you, you have two weeks to hire. You hire them December 15th. Um, and then signing days, February 6th. You know, you know, holidays is a recruiting dead period, but you recruit again starting January 10th. You have a whole month to recruit. Um, now you fire your guy, November 30th, you have a signing day in two weeks. You don't have a choice. You have to go get them now. And so, um, and there's nothing saying you can't get this and you can't talk to whoever, um, you know, they're still playing who, like I said, Notre Dame could be in the playoff come Sunday. Yeah, it's it's possible. And, they don't, and, and maybe they do have a head coach now, but Marcus Freeman. I mean, it's going to uh, take a lot of work, but it's possible they they could find right. themselves. Yeah, I mean, it's they they are one maybe two games away, probably two they, games away. They need they two, need two people ahead of them to lose for sure. But right. and depending on the yeah, they need out. I mean, I think Alabama has to lose because um, if they win, they're in and Georgia's in. I don't care what anybody says. Um, but Alabama needs to lose, and then really just one other. The and... Hawkeyes could really screw things up for the committee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hawkeyes could make a mess of this whole thing. Right. And, I mean, I, I know we spent some time talking on the coaches. I didn't know if you wanted to get into that game a little bit. or. Yeah, um, I think that's enough coach talk. Um, like I said, it, it's a little after 8 o'clock now. Matt Campbell, uh, as of right now, saw a picture on Twitter. He was in Sioux City today. 
um, at Sergeant Bluff Loton, uh, one of their top recruits, linebacker, uh, wearing his black Iowa State stuff, big smile. And, and that's, you know, one thing I, I do want to, you know, cyclonefanatic.com. Uh, um, I follow them a lot, Chris Williams, Jared Stansbury, uh, and the crew there. And then I'm, I'm a Patreon member there. So I pay each month uh, just to help their site, but then they give us extra stuff. And we've got lots of emails over the last, you know, week or so. Um, and, you know, whether he was actively pursuing these jobs or sending out whatever, everything that everybody knows, you know, there's obviously, you know, it's, it's not completely hundred percent, but every day he was working for Iowa state. Um, he was out recruiting today uh, for Iowa state. He was out recruiting yesterday for Iowa state. Um, they saw him walk into the building. They saw him leave the building, you know, so, um, you know, you can say what you want about, you know, phone call, stuff like that, but he was not in some secret spot doing who knows what he, he was at Iowa state. He was working. Um, and that's what you want. And, and, you know, and another guy, you know, you always want to say your guy's a, a moral high ground guy, but everything we've seen, Matt Campbell's a big moral guy. Um, you don't want to think that he would be like Brian Kelly or Lincoln Riley and just get out of town real, real fast, but sometimes the way it happens, but uh, you know, as of right now, it looks good, but again, we're not done yet. The NFL is going to come calling just like they did last year. Um, or, you know, if a Ryan day leaves or, or really any, you know um, you know, there, there's certain other people that, that get that job. You don't, you don't know the domino effect. Um, you know, maybe James Franklin takes an NFL job, Penn state. That's another job. You know, I, the, the three jobs I'm working, and we've talked about this Penn state, Notre Dame and Ohio state, those three jobs. And I think Michigan, I don't, two John, of the three are Sounds not like third is locked no. up. I said two of the three are locked up and it sounds like Notre Dame's getting locked up. So right. they're, yeah, you know. but those, like I said, those contracts mean nothing, you know, right. if somebody comes and, you know, you know, Franklin signed this deal because he didn't get those jobs. And, and, and that's another thing, just because they're offered all these contracts, you don't know what was actually signed or if they've signed it, they don't have to sign it right away. Um, Actually, I heard a stat that that Kirk Ferentz in his first contract got hired in 99, but he did not sign his contract. The official con, I mean, they, they signed up like a memorandum of agreement or whatever, uh, but the actual contract wasn't signed for over a year later. Um, it's kind of kind of funny how that that does work. And, and I do know that does happen just because there's just little details here and there, mainly how much are you going to pay me when I get fired? Um, right. That the the lawyers and the agents and everything has to get all worked out um, no yeah exactly it's again espn or whatever sites they'll report stuff but like you said there's a lot of little details that aren't reported that mm -hmm. all that behind the scenes stuff so but again i mean matt campbell was rumored for usc that didn't happen i did uh do you know who oklahoma's going after right now well Overall, no. I, I did see a report that uh, it could be Matt Rule and Joe Brady, kind of as a, a packet. Matt Rule's head coach, Joe Brady, coming back to the coming back. You know, again, so so those are the dominoes that you just don't know. Um, yeah, I know Stoops is interim, obviously, but yeah, Stoops is interim coach. Um, but but you got to and and you got to think if they're going that route. I just have a hard time believing Matt Rule is going to stop 
you know, he may take the job, but he's not going to probably quit four games with four games left in the season. I wouldn't. No, think. no, I, I agree with that. But the, the season didn't go the way they wanted. Right. And actually, I was on CBS today, and yeah, like they don't him, have a quarterback. Yeah. Um, so, so I maybe, mean, maybe this is a good opportunity for him to go right. back. To right. And and you know, again, Oklahoma is one of those jobs. Like like I talked about, I think before we went to record here, Oklahoma had not had a coach leave for another college job since 1947 and Notre Dame had never had a coach leave for another college job on their own. They've, they've all fired coaches and stuff, Fired, but, but not leave on their own accord for another college job ever or since 1947. So these are career jobs, you know, and that's the other thing. Well, our top five, eight programs all, all time and currently all time. Yes. And- yeah. I mean, Notre, Notre Dame and that that's, you know, some people are, are, are disheartened with Lincoln Riley. Um, I'm not a huge Colin Coward fan, but I did watch last night. Um, he had Joel Klatt on yesterday and uh, Lincoln Riley. Lincoln, yeah. I watched um, both those. And then Klatt had Lincoln Riley on his own little mm-hmm. thing too. Uh, but I, I watched those on YouTube last night. And, you know, Lincoln Riley said, there is nothing wrong with Oklahoma. There's no reason. Now, and take him at his word, you know, maybe didn't like going to the SEC. Um, his path is going to be easier now to the playoff. You know, um, the transition, it's, I, I think Oklahoma will be fine in the SEC, but I, I do think it's going to take five years to, to figure it out because they are built. The SEC is different and, and it's just the way you do things are different. And, and I think maybe he just didn't want to do that. And then the other thing, he's a young guy. He's only 38 years old been a head coach already for five years and people forget too these guys are ultra competitive people they don't get to these jobs without being super type a personalities and super confident and say i can do anything whether they do or not but that's how you have to think to be in that type of profession and job and there could be just i mean like he said oklahoma has given him everything he wanted i mean there is no it wasn't a facilities issue. It wasn't an anything. It was just kind of a new challenge. And he wants to build this. He was handed this by Bob Stoops. I actually, he, if, if you go back. Peaked. He, I mean, a national championship would have been peaking, but he basically right. peaked. Right. The, the ceiling was there and he was, you know, and, and he just didn't know if he could get over the top and, and it's only going to get tougher um, going to the SEC, um, you know, but, but he did not build Oklahoma or even re- resurrect. Bob Stoops did that. And then Bob Stoops, kind of much like what's happening really with Notre Dame, if Marcus Freeman gets this, Bob Stoops realized he hired the next head coach. And if they didn't make him the head coach very soon, he was going to leave and go get a head coaching job or a big-time coordinator job. So I think Bob Stoops actually quit before he necessarily wanted to, just knowing that Oklahoma needed to have Lincoln Riley as the head coach. Um I think Brian Kelly may be in a little bit of that same situation, um, realizing that Notre Dame's in a much now, – now, Notre Dame historically has been really good, but when Brian Kelly got there, it was not a great job. No. He has turned them – they are really good. They have a top five recruiting class. If they can keep it together uh, for this year and a top three for next year, and, you know, they've been to the playoff two out of the last three years, and – maybe three out of the four, if things happen right this weekend. Um, so, and again, much like Oklahoma, they get to the playoff and they get smoked. Um, 
because even just, worse, they actually, can't work even they, even worse than Oklahoma actually. Oh yeah, yeah. They and, they 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 do. They don't have quite the talent to compete in those games. Right. And 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 that's the thing too. I think Notre Dame, Notre Dame facilities are are, are great. Um, there is some talk that maybe there's a step behind, but I think one of the reasons that he takes that job is again, kind of that ceiling, he can get to the playoff. It's not, I don't think it's hard. It'd be easier to get the playoff in Notre Dame, but I think he thinks he can win the national title at LSU easier um, because now he doesn't have, he can recruit just that area. He doesn't have to travel. He doesn't have to get on a plane everywhere to recruit. He, you know, academic standards are a deal. They are a real deal at Notre Dame, much like they are at Stanford, Northwestern, Notre Dame, or uh, Vanderbilt. There are certain Duke. There are certain schools that school still matters. Notre Dame is one of those. Yep. Um, probably the top one. I mean, Stanford, I think probably has the strictest one. Uh, but Notre Dame with being the best football school that that is, is by far, obviously LSU doesn't have that. They're going to, if, if you want a guy, they can get him in. Um, and so he feels like instead of maybe having a really good team and can get to the playoffs, but just maybe not quite have the talent to, you know, beat Alabama or Georgia or, who have Florida or Oklahoma, I mean, even Oklahoma or tech or USC at LSU, he feels like he's going to have the talent to do it. Now he's going to step have, up. He will have more talent at LSU. There's no doubt. And so now the argument is, is, is LSU going to be patient enough to, and, and I think this is the Oklahoma thing. You're not going to win 10 games a year, every year. Now, I think there should be several times you do, but there's only so many wins in the sec and every team can't, it just, it's mathematically impossible for all of them to have 10 wins, you know, you know, I, you know, Alabama, as long as Nick Saban is there is going to win 10, 11, 12 games. Looks like Georgia is going to be there 10, 11, 12, 13, mm-hmm. every, uh, those two are a lock as long as those two coaches are there. Um, but everybody else is fighting. You know, you, you look at Texas A&M, they beat Alabama. They are eight and four, you know, that's not good enough there. It's not. And um, you know, LSU, LSU, seven, seven and five, I think. Say he has a five year stint there at LSU. He better win 10 plus games, three out of the five. Right. Min- and minimum, then, you know. Yeah. And that's what he, and, and, you know, Florida's down right now, but I think they'll be, they should, they should be a 10 win. You know, yeah, there's, there's only there's so many different. wins. You know, there's going to be 16 teams here real soon. You know, you're going to have four teams, four or five teams that win 10, 11 games. You're going to have three or four teams that are going to win less than five. You know, you're going to have Vanderbilt, Missouri, South Carolina, you know, some of those, you know, and everyone's going to jump, but but those bottom schools are still, but then there's like eight teams in the middle that are fighting for nine, eight, seven, six, five wins. And if you happen to hit that five win a couple of times, holy hell is going to happen to those guys. (laughs) But there's just, somebody has to be there. And all these coaches are getting a hundred million dollars, you know, you know, Saban's getting, you know, 10 million a year. Brian Kelly's getting 10 million a year. You know, um, Jimbo Fisher, Jimbo Fisher's getting 10 million a year. One of those three coaches is going to get third in his division. And there's just, it's just the way it is. It's not their fault. Best case scenario. third. (laughs) Yeah. It's, 
that, that's a uh, that's a that's a rough team down there. I mean, you know, F Fisher could be out in a few years. I don't know his contract details, but if he has a couple more seasons like this, they're going to get impatient. Right. I agree. So yeah, so it, it's just crazy. Uh, let's get to the games this weekend. Um, obviously, you know, we haven't really talked, but let's talk about Iowa Hawkeye football team. Yep. Um, won the last few weeks, you know, had the two game losing streak, but then won everything they're supposed to do. Or a few touchdowns. Yeah. Hey, I'm telling you, um, I'd love to be 10 and two and, and have a sucky offense like the Hawkeyes, but it, it just goes to show you. And, and, you know, I, I'm not a Hawkeye fan, but what they do and how well they are coached overall is just unbelievable. They're sort of, I, not quite. I mean, I, they're sort of like the Patriots. They're just coached, well, like you said, and they find interesting ways to win more. I mean, obviously we haven't had Tom Brady or Mac Jones. I'm not saying that, but they do it in boring or interesting ways sometimes week to week. So. Oh, it, yeah. And you know, the and, line's and think about where Ferentz learned this stuff. Oh, yeah. Where did he send Brian Ferentz to go learn football? Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they – and there was an article on Facebook I, I sent to uh, – oh, to Vince and, and Mike and, and those guys. But it was an article written like, I was not a perfect team, but there is something to be said for the way that they do win. And since 2015, I think it was, or 16, more than two years, they have the 12th most wins in the nation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there, there's – and the, this is the best – stretch of Kirk Ferentz football the last five years. It's, and it's really not close. Yeah. I mean, he's won a lot of football games, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, you know, they went, would they go 11 and two when they beat USC out there in the holiday bowl? Is that 11 and two year? Yeah, that was 11 and two year. Yep. You know? Um, so, I mean, yeah, he's, he's right up there winning football game. They just. A top 15 program, basically. Yeah, last I mean, they are, and, five. And, and, you know, and again, they, they were dead to rights. Their offense couldn't do anything. Blocked punt, you know, intercept, you know, it's just, and then. Petrus comes back in and. Right. And then, you know, you can say what you want. Nebraska just cannot win a football game. <laughs> I mean, it's. It, it's well, the, like, the article wrote about that. And they're like, yes, Nebraska did uh, basically shit the bed. But they're, like, right. Iowa, they're like, Iowa was ready for one right. moment. All they needed was one moment. And. Uh, yeah. A switch flipped. They were like, "Let's go." Yeah, and that's what good teams do. And and that's absolutely right. I mean, you look at, um, I mean, you know, Iowa just they just do things the right way, and and you just keep winning. I'd I'd love to be there, and I, I hope. And that's where this Matt Campbell stuff is insane. On, on Saturday and Sunday, I mean, I was on Twitter the entire time. I bet my when it comes out this next Sunday my phone usage is going to be up 87%, you know, uh, but, you know, it's just one of those, it's a little bit exhausting, uh, but Iowa went through this, you know, they did the same for a few years there, you know, every job that opened up, you know, uh, Ferentz was going, but he never did. And again, you don't know if it's NFL and college both. Yeah. And, 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 and Campbell's in that same boat. I mean, everything that is, he had the Detroit lions job if he wanted it. Um, he didn't want it or turned it down. However you want to say it, didn't want it. Just wasn't right or whatever. The knee biter camp, the other. Yeah. The other. <laughs> yes. 
and they haven't won a game yet. So no, but they've tied, so they're they're, they're getting there. <laughs> yeah. They lost to the Bears. That's not good. No, it's not. But uh, we'll get no. to them later. <laughs> yeah, but just you know, just an unbelievable uh, Saturday night uh, Big Ten title game. You know, everybody's like, you know, if, if Iowa goes out and loses. You know, they're, they're going to be maybe not in as good a bowl game as they would have been if they wouldn't have played. Um, you know, if they wouldn't have played, there was there was definitely a, a chance for them to get in that top 12 and then could have been picked for one of the games. Um, obviously, with them being ranked 13, I think they're 13th. Yep. Um, if they lose, they, they're not going to go up. Obviously, if they lose, right. you know, if, if they win, they play in the Rose Bowl. That's, that's just they win the Big Ten. They're not in the playoffs, so they go to the Rose Bowl. That's just what happens. No, I, I think they have a one percent chance of making the college football playoff. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, Baylor would have to. They, I mean, but they'd have to. Baylor jump. would have to. Baylor would barely have to beat Oklahoma State. Right. Georgia would have to blow the doors off Alabama. Cincinnati, Cincinnati has to. would have to get their doors blown off, and Iowa would have to win by thirty or forty plus. Yeah. That's. I mean, which all four of those things happening, is, and I still don't. There's happen. still teams in there that would. Because well, Baylor, Baylor's ahead of them right now. I mean, they'd still have right. to just jump Baylor. Ohio State. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, like I said, it's like a 1% chance. Yeah. But, I mean, it, but it, 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 I mean, so, um, so, I mean, they're not going to go uh, to the playoffs. So, they're, they're in the, the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl conversation. Right. No, if they win, they're in the Rose Bowl. I mean, that's just because <laughs> when, when you, you can be ranked 105th, if you win their conference, you're in the, just like Pitt or, uh, Wake Forest is going to win the ACC and go to the Orange Bowl or whatever bowl it is. Um, and neither one of them are even close. Um, right. But but they're going to win the ACC, so they go. Um, so there's there's that. And, and, you know, you always want to play for the championship because, you know, watching Fox uh, football on Sunday, it was the – they had the previews and it always was Michigan and Iowa. That, that just helped. That helps. You know, when I was watching something else on Fox – um, and it was a preview for that, you know, it's just, you want to, you always want to be in the game. You have a chance. Um, and so it's just another great, and it doesn't matter how it happens. I wish Iowa state was able to back into the big 12 title game and it just didn't happen. Um, uh, but good, good for, uh, the Hawks. Um, I know Brett's going out there, uh, with Doug. Um, oh, a lot of, a lot of people are like, I feel like I'm the only one that's not going. I, I, I thought about it. I think if they had to, realistic chance you know to really get into the college football players if they want i'd be there but i gotta be in boise tuesday so i didn't feel like driving from colorado springs to you, you would have had to fly you'd have had to fly there and then well fly. i would have and it was like four to six hundred dollars for a flight and then then i would have had to leave you know sunday and be in boise on tuesday <laughs> and so i i decided to skip it but you know just a few things for the game real quick michigan last i looked was a 10 and a half point favorite mm -hmm. i think it's about right michigan's pretty good i almost feel like they're an underrated underrated almost i know they just beat ohio state but man they're playing good this year they're running back haskins a little over 1200 yards 18 touchdowns and you know so they're, they're one loss to michigan state and, and you know, i kind of won that for, game. forgot this but yeah that's what zach was saying is they had a two touchdown lead relatively late and a couple boneheaded plays and michigan state made a, that running back made a couple plays and and I think there was one controversial call in there. Um, so they almost lost the game. It's not like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's almost like Michigan state didn't beat them. They kind of lost the game. 
So that's, that's how close they are to being undefeated and would have been number two in the country already, you know? Yeah. And just looking at a few stats, I mean, just a few here. Uh, points per game, Michigan's 37.3. Iowa's 25.7, which I can't even believe Iowa's 25.7, but but they are points against. They're almost identical. Michigan's a touch better, 17.17. Iowa's 17.25, so they're close there. Third down conversion percentage on offense. This is where it gets really bad. Uh, Michigan's 45.7%, which is 29th in the nation. Iowa is 34.7, which is 208. <laughs> and if you watch Iowa football, that's not going to surprise you. Um, and I've, you know, I've, I've predicted some game scores in the past. I'm going to predict a score. I want Iowa to win, but my prediction is Michigan 27, Iowa 13. I yeah. just, and if we're going to win this game, I, and this sounds stupid to say, but if, if, if I was going to win this game, their offense has to score two touchdowns minimum. And that sounds and, and they have to win the turnover the battle. And they have to win the turnover battle. Oh, they gotta get some interceptions, some special yeah. team stuff, which that I'm not as worried about. Can the offense score two touchdowns? Right. And and, and I, I saw the stat again, Twitter, or whatever. So I, I don't know if it's 100 percent but I did the last two times the Hawkeyes have played a number two Michigan team, 1985, number one versus number two, Iowa wins on a field goal. In and then 2016 or 16. Okay. Whatever year, somewhere right around there where they kick, Iowa kicked the game winning field goal in Kinnick there. Um, that was when Tate Forsey was a quarterback for Michigan. Could, yeah. I believe it was. Yeah. Right. That might have been like closer to 08 or 09, but yeah. Okay. Was it earlier than that? Yeah. So, but yeah, that's the two times it has been uh, number two Michigan versus Iowa. Um, Maybe I need to change my uh, my prediction here. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I just I feel like Michigan. I just feel like Michigan. I mean, I want I would win, but I feel like Michigan's it's their year kind of. Right. It's it's time for a new representative of the Big Big Ten. But it, again, let's talk about a little bit. I mean, if Iowa wins, what's that do to the? I mean, there's all these different scenarios. We we can go through a couple of them. We don't need to go through every single one. But if if Iowa wins, I mean, the Big Ten might be out of the. Oh, I I, I would say they're out. I mean, yeah. I mean, now, I, I don't know how you get a two-loss, um, a two-loss Big Ten team in. I mean, because you're going to have, as as long as everything else goes, you know, if it goes completely haywire, then it just, Ohio it just State would have the best. I mean, I, and that's what stinks is now Ohio State's going to have that best argument if chaos happens. Right. Um, you know, even though Michigan just beat Ohio State, um, I think if all hell breaks loose, they'll put Alabama in. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. And then the other two spots will just be whoever the hell it is type of right. deal. Yeah, because we're going to – I mean, Notre Dame, because they're done playing, so Notre Dame will be in if chaos happens. You know, so it'll be Georgia, Notre Dame. Bama, maybe, depending on what, I guess, what happens there. But Yeah. And then – I mean, if, if Baylor if, – if chaos happens and Baylor beats Oklahoma State, that's two – everybody's got two losses. So it's now who do you pick as two losses? <laughs> yeah, it just depends how how much those teams beat the other teams by in the conference championships. Right. Is it by field goal or is it by 10 or 20 plus? Right. Deal. So I kind of hope it happens. I mean, obviously, I want I would win the game, but it, it will be. And then the, the committee will really be they're going to be in a tough spot. and They're going to be wishing that it was an eight or 12, 14 mm -hmm. playoff because it's not going to be an easy decision if 
if like we're talking doomsday happens and who in the world do you put in this playoff? Obviously, Georgia's probably in. Whether they lose or not, whether they lose or win to Alabama, yeah. they're in. Georgia's in. Uh, no the matter other three what. spots, though, are up for debate. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you, you just – I think, you know, is every game going to go as chalk? Just – I would say no, just because that's the way it happens. You know, that, that's why every, everybody freaks out when those first playoff – you know, Cincinnati was sixth or whatever, seventh, whatever they were. Cincinnati's third. They control – they win, they're in. That's all you can do. They win, they're in. And it all works out at the end. It, it really they, – they almost – like the, the first one almost should come out – should have came out last night. Yeah. You know, so then you kind of have an idea who's probably there. And then, obviously, after the championship. That's probably the only two that really need to happen. We get why they do it. Ratings oh, it it's ratings and it's talk and it gives radio people and us something to talk about. We talked about that weeks ago. Yep. So. All right. Um, you know, let's let's kind of go to Iowa State football. Um, you know, lost another one possession, had a chance to win at the end. Uh, fourth down play down by the end zone, had a wide open receiver, missed him. Uh, he might even been able to score that play. Um, so no, and then uh, you know, obviously finishing up on senior day, everybody's seen the pictures of Matt Campbell's. That's why you know a lot of things was like crying and everything. And was it his last game too? Um, I was there. My dad and I went. Uh, great day there. Uh, Brees Hall, best day as a Cyclone. Chase Allen scores a touchdown. Charlie Kolar, uh, six receptions. Xavier Hutchinson sets the all-time uh, record uh, in his catches in a season. Um, just a, a, a great ending to a disappointing year, uh, but still, you know, you can be disappointed and happy at the same time. Uh, cause in the history of Iowa state football, seven and five, still a really, really good season. Um, but with the expectation and the talent and everything, it's definitely disappointing. Looks like, um, actually just got an email today. Um, looks like, uh, really three options for a bowl game Orlando uh in the in the Cheez-It Bowl which would actually be in the same stadium so say Iowa loses looks like Iowa go to the Citrus Bowl which actually would be in the same stadium just whatever days apart it is yeah um both in Orlando um and then the Texas Bowl which is in Houston and then the Liberty Bowl which is in Memphis um and you've been they've been to Memphis in the last five or six years haven't they yeah, Camp, Campbell's there. first bowl game was 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 Memphis, and then they they went there under uh, Paul Rhodes as well. I went to the one um, with Paul Rhodes went there. Um, I can't remember what year that was, but we lost to Tulsa in the game. It was a kind of a sucky weather, and yeah. um, my dad and Memphis I that time of year can be hit or miss. Yeah, otherwise, um, you know, just just as a fan and just easy as travel. Um, I know. I think the Memphis is December 29th. And I think the cheese at one in Orlando is December 29th as well. Um, Memphis is by far the easiest because you, you can drive there. It's actually not a bad drive. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and, and Memphis is kind of a cool city. Uh, Beale Street's kind of fun. Um, kind of, it's not Nashville, but it's that same idea. Just a bunch of bars and stuff along the strip there and on Beale Street. And, and oh, yeah, you get a lot of fun in Memphis. Yeah, Memphis is good. Um, the Houston Bowl um, is January 4th. It's the last, it's actually the last bowl game before the championship game. Um, it's a Tuesday night. So like they said, like families and, and it's just hard to, 
Tuesday night, it's hard. It'd be hard right. to get there. But but the TV, it, you're all by yourself. It, you're the only game in town. You're playing in another NFL stadium, which is a, a good thing. You're going to play an SEC team. Um, so that, that that's a good thing. You'd play an SEC team in the Liberty Bowl as well. Uh, the Cheez-It Bowl is an ACC team, so it could be like a Clemson, um, an NC State. Some, so that would just be – Iowa State versus Clemson would be – It'd be a good matchup just because Clemson would draw a lot of eyeballs. And if you can go out and beat Clemson, kind of like, you know, they played in that same game. It was the camping world bowl where they played Notre Dame two years ago and they got yeah. beat up. They got beat up pretty good. Um, but it's it was that same thing. Yeah. It's still a, uh, it's just a good, you know, uh, people are going to watch it because it's Clemson, you know, and they watched it because it was Notre Dame. Um, and I think more and more people are watching Iowa state. Iowa state is not what they were. I think more people do just, no Iowa State, um, stuff like that. Well, the Matt, so, the Matt Campbell rumors also helped yeah, too. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, Iowa State, you know, you know, they say Matt Campbell, head coach at Iowa State, you know, and people are like, hmm, you know, and so they do look at that, and so that's a good thing. Uh, but overall, football, you know, um, was disappointing, and, and you know, but it was – I, I kind of didn't want to go to the game on Friday just because it was so disappointing, but then my dad and I, we were talking, and – you know, we watch these guys and play a lot and senior days are really special. I don't care, you know, um, when I was there and when I coached high school football, you know, those guys put so much time and effort and I didn't want to miss, you know, the last time Brees Hall's in a uniform and Charlie Kolar and I think Brees Hall, you know, um, mm-hmm. and, and, and it didn't disappoint. It was just a, a, a great day. I'm glad I went. Weather was pretty good. Um, got a little yeah, Brees Hall went off for that game. Oh, he had 200, 281 total yards. Um, Four or five touchdowns, didn't he, or something? Or just... Four. Three rushing and one receiving. Um, obviously, he set the record uh, most 24 games in a row. Um, I'd be surprised if he plays in the bowl game. Uh, but – and that's those, you know, everything, again, kind of you hear, you can't believe everything, that he does want to play and that he hasn't made his decision yet. Um, you know, obviously, if he decides to go pro – the agents and, and people like that are going to get in his ear and tell him not to play. Um, right. And that's probably the right thing. And I would say it's really never been in that situation. He's um, going to be a top, he's going to be picked within the first three rounds. So. Right. I mean, that that's, yeah. So, I mean, he's a, yeah, he's a, he's going to be the first or second running back taken um, in the draft. Um, if he comes out, um, you know, you, you could make a case like a, a Charlie Kolar not playing, Um that's probably really about it that, I mean, I don't think Brock Purdy is, uh, he might get drafted. I mean, I, I don't say he's not going to get drafted. Maybe, maybe not, but he isn't in a position to. He's in that 10 to 15 range right now. Right. And so, I mean, it's just, I, I don't think he would not play, um, you know, and then, then there's some other, like a Mike Rose might not play. He's been dealing with an injury already. Um, he's going to be a top, probably four round guy. I would say one of the top linebackers chosen at his position um you know guys like that you know you just don't know because it is it's not the big time game and you never know now so I just I didn't want to miss the last possible last game for some of these guys and so I'm glad I went no absolutely and I I saw Steve Hicks put on Facebook that you know years and years ago seven and five was Hmm. That would have been the hell you guys were begging for. And I don't say that as an asshole, just, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's the standard is high now of Campbell. I mean, well, so yeah, and, and that's a minimum. great thing. 
when, when, when we beat Texas, uh, the two weeks before that, um, became bowl eligible. It was an afterthought five years ago. We go, we get bowl eligible. We're jumping up and down. We're rushing the field. We're, you know, you're planning family vacations and yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, yeah. When we went to the Alamo bowl, I mean, I, my parents, we rented a van, my mom and dad and two kids and I, we went to San Antonio. I mean, we went for a week vacation in San Antonio, you know, that's what you did. And then now that was the best bowl I would say has ever been to. And one of the best seasons they ever had, you know, I mean, that's until last year. Mm-hmm. And in a, in a normal year, I would have went to Phoenix in a heartbeat. I mean, one, we have right. family there and two, just because, but it just, you couldn't go. There was nobody there. They didn't let anybody in. Yeah, no, exactly. It's, no, the, I mean, the times are changing. It's this year didn't turn out quite as good, but the overall trajectory of the program, as long as Campbell's staying, I mean, it's it's in a positive direction. Yeah, and, and that's where, you know, and, and then, you know, projecting out, say Campbell does leave. Um, you have the coordinators, you know, that obviously um, Haycock's older, been a head coach at Youngstown State a long time ago, um, you know, and, and then Manning, the offensive corner, he's probably the odds on favorite to get it. Um, and, I, and I think with way the, the way it's turned out, I, I think if Campbell leaves the cycle, you hire from within just to keep, excuse me, keep the momentum going. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can go really find someone and steal someone that's, you're going to go hire a Mac coach or an assistant from a big program. Anyway, so you're not going to have a guy that's, I, I don't think you can go get a power five head coach to leave their job to come to Iowa state. Um, no, I just, especially I just, with the uncertainty of the big 12. Right. right. I, I just don't think now you, and that's the other thing you can say what you want about the uncertainty of the big 12, but BYU, you know, if total chaos happens, BYU is sitting there that, that isn't too far out of the, the realm of possibility, they went six and the joke is they should be the Pac-12 champion and go to the, the Rose Bowl because they went six and against the Pac-12 this year. Oh, yeah, they might. <laughs> no, I mean, they're, no, they, they have a point. That's, that's, there is some, no, I get what you're saying. And, but yeah, I mean, and then Cincinnati, Natty, Houston is playing Cincinnati. Houston's 11 and one. And actually that's one of the best things for Cincinnati to stay in that and not get passed is because Houston is 11 and one and, and ranked in that college football poll. I don't, I think, I don't know what they are around 20th, I think. Yeah. Um, but that does help that when you get in that top 25, that it does help the strength of schedule and stuff. So having Houston being 11 and one really helps. Um, and then really, and then central Florida it hasn't been as good, but they're on their first year and Gus Malzahn's their coach. So I would assume they're going to be uh, decent here real soon, especially with knowing they're going to big 12 they can recruit these guys and say, Hey, yes, we're in the AC right now or whatever, but you're going to be a big 12 football player by the time you're a senior. Uh, so they can recruit like a power five team now. Right. Right. No, so, it, it's, yeah. I mean, like you said, Iowa state season didn't go quite as well as you wanted, but still, I mean, like you said, those Brees Hall, Purdy, those guys, I mean, they gave you guys a lot of W's, you know, <laughs> I mean, it was, Oh, and it's not close. You know, just a couple most wins uh, for a senior class ever. Uh, Brock Purdy and those seniors went sixteen and one at Jack Trice Stadium against the Big Twelve. 
I did see that. I saw, what was uh, the one, one loss? Was the Oklahoma State? Uh, okay. Three years ago. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, not last, not this year, not last year, but the year before. So. No, I mean they've they've done great things. Yeah. The so and, you know that. I don't Iowa think that's going to be spot. that's going to be tough to break. That that's a record. Obviously, you have to go undefeated to break that one. I mean, so that's um, right. Right. So um, let's that kind of wraps up football. Now let's go to basketball. Which, as an Iowa State fan, I'm I have nothing to add to basketball. So this is going to be all you because okay. I and that, that's fine. But we, we I, I'm a, Iowa State's winning right now, seventy to forty nine with uh, six minutes left. Um, the number nineteen ranked six and zero, soon to be seven and zero. Iowa State Cyclones never would have thought this. Two wins last year. Uh, I I didn't even watch them last year. They just weren't fun so to watch. Um, you know, you can not be a very good team, but you can still be kind of fun to watch if you play hard and do the right things. And you're just not talented enough. Uh, but they just didn't do things right. And, and obviously, that's why you fire a coach and, and you bring someone new in. Um, and it's working so far. Now, who knows what's going to happen? Um you know, do I think they're the 19th best team in the country? No. Do they deserve that night? Much like we talked about with the Hawkeyes. Did we ever think the Hawkeyes were really the number two team in the country? No. But did they deserve that number two ranking when they were there? Absolutely. Just like I think Iowa State deserves that number 19 ranking. Mm -hmm. uh, two ranked wins uh, in New York against uh, Xavier and uh, Memphis. Um, and then obviously undefeated. As long as you stay undefeated, uh, you're just going to keep moving up. Um, win today. They play Creighton on Saturday. Okay. Um, so that's going to be an, at Creighton. So in Omaha, obviously not very far away, but uh, still a road, it'd be a road win against a big East team. So that would be really good. Now, I don't know if they win that Creighton isn't bad at all. Um, but, and then, you know, I was next Thursday, a week from tomorrow. Um, and then, you know, staying like that, that. The week from tomorrow was the Iowa, Iowa yep, State. The, the ninth. So, yeah, so, I mean, that's just kind of what's happened. But Iowa State just, you know, they're fun to watch. I've watched almost all their games. Uh, and they're just much – and, again, that just goes to show you the transfer portal and everything, how much faster you can rebuild a team. Um, there's only three players on this team that uh, were even on the team last year and only two are playing now. One of them doesn't even play. Um, only so – the whole team is new again, which that was a problem before. Is just so they had a bunch. They had a bunch of transfer guys. Yeah, they got you know they're they're probably two best. Oh, well, their best players are freshman point guard, and and that's probably the number one thing. Last year they did not have a true point guard. Um, with Halliburton leaving to go to the NBA early, they weren't able to re replace him, and it's hard to run a basketball team effectively without a true point guard. Um, so they have it now. He's a young guy and he's playing really well. And he's a really good one. I mean, he's, I think it's a top hundred kid. Um, and then they got two transfers, one from Minnesota and one from Penn State that started for Big Ten teams. So they know how to play basketball. I mean, you don't start from Minnesota or Penn State without being a good basketball player. Um, so, you know, there, there's and those and the, the two transfers, each one of them had 30 points, one of the nights in New York. Um, so it's, it just goes to show you how fast they can uh, – change it around. And, and that's why the patience on people and now with the transfer being much easier in football, patience is just not happening anymore in college sports. And then the money involved is just crazy. Yeah, now let's yeah, go patience. over. 
goals in college or NFL or money, money's irrelevant. Matt, I mean, this we don't talk about baseball really in this, but Max Scherzer's getting $43 million a year uh, to pitch for the next three years. That is more than some team's entire payrolls. Now, you want to talk about something that's fundamentally wrong right there. You have one player making more money than an entire team. Was that the uh, Mets he signed with? Yeah. And, and again, you can't fault Max Scherzer. You can't fault the Mets. You can't fault those teams that have really low payrolls because that's the rules. There's There are no rules or whatever. But just fundamentally, in my head, that is wrong. You know, either there should be a, a minimum that you have to pay your players or – and I don't know how you do that because the owners can spend whatever they want, but um, in baseball, they can now in football. That's why football is football is because they can't do that. Um, yeah. Baseball is outside of my realm of. Right. I don't, and I don't, I don't know baseball. all the rules or anything, but I, I just, in my head, and I, I was talking with Brett last night about this. It's just in my head. I go, I don't fault anybody. It's the rules. They're playing, but they're not breaking any rules. So I, I'm okay with it. But I go just in my head. One player should not be making more than an entire team. Well, I, I don't fundamentally disagree. because that just goes to show you that some teams just don't care. There, there, there's just there's no way they're going to win with a thirty-eight right. million dollars salary when some teams are paying one guy that much. Well, and it goes back to college football, like we talked about. There's right. no official. I mean, there are rules, but yeah, things are kind of in limbo and chaos right now. And until they until they put some laws down or laws rules down mm-hmm. and maybe have a commissioner or something. I mean, this stuff's going to continue to happen. Coaches are going to leave for better jobs. It's going to happen instantly and fans are going to get all upset, but until we really have a set rules, uh, commissioner, whatever you want to call it, someone in charge, I mean, it's just going to keep happening. Like with MLB. I mean, I know each team has their own uh, salary cap, correct? Yeah, I mean, it's it, there, there's a luxury tax that if you go over, you have to pay, but those teams don't care. It must not be that big a penalty or they just don't care. Right. Um, They're able to, I guess, right. do whatever they need to do. So, and then, yeah, baseball, basketball, I'm, yeah. I'm totally out of my element there. I, I will, you know, of course, uh, let you talk about that. Right. So, and, and then now we need to go over to the Hawkeyes uh, again, undefeated, not ranked yet. I don't believe, I don't think they are, uh, but a real nice win on the road at uh, Virginia uh, last or Monday night, not last night, Monday night. Um, Keep hearing about this Keegan guy. Yeah. Keegan Murray looks like a, a first uh, rounder, probably a lottery pick. Uh, he, he's been really, really good. Now going into Monday, now I obviously changed Monday. They had the top five worst strength of schedule in the entire country. Like, there's like 360 teams. I did look at their schedule. I'm like, I don't even know who these teams right. are. And, and it truly was like, like I was at the Elks last night with Brett and Cody, and it was like they were playing Brett, Cody, and I. You know, yeah. the YMCA. Yes, the noon ball, the noon ball group at, yep. the, at the Oskaloosa Y. Uh, but, but. You know, and I, I a little bit understand why he did that. He lost a lot of guys off last year's team. Uh, a little surprised he didn't get one of those Thanksgiving tournaments just because most teams do that um, for a couple of reasons. One's they get some competition they don't usually do, <coughs> but also gets you a little bit of a vacation. You know, that's kind of what bowl games are too. Everybody says, well, the Bulls should just, you know, well, the bowl, if you don't understand what all these, these players and coaches do, and it's a, uh, 
a vacation kind of without it's a reward. It's extra. It's kind of a, it's a reward and, and they get a little bit of time off and, you know, spe- you know, obviously New York isn't, you know, a warm weather, but you know, like Iowa state a couple of years ago, went to the Bahamas to the battle for Atlantis or Maui and Hawaii, you know, you know, they get, they work hard and they get a little bit of reward and, and a little bit of time off and, and uh, enjoy themselves a little bit. And, and they deserve that because, you know, as of right now, they still can't just directly pay them. I mean, they're, they're, right. they're get, it's getting closer and closer uh, to that. Uh, but right now they can't. So that is a way that they can repay them and show their appreciation. You know, like when I was at Iowa State as the, the manager and the assistant student assistant coach, I, I we went to three bowl games and essentially it was, I got a week free vacation. You know, we stayed in really nice hotels and, uh, you know, all our food paid for and they had activities for us and, you know, and I was treated, you know, again, it's kind of the same thing, a, a thank you and a reward. Uh, Cause again, we didn't get paid, you know, I mean, we're not getting paid either a little bit of money, but not very much. And, but just great for them. But you know, the Hawks are, uh, you got your McDonald's per diem. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, you, you got like, Tennessee, diem. like Tennessee did the thousand dollars. Yeah. Well, it, I had no, no cash in there, but it was, it was always, no, I know it was always, but... it was always good. We did, we did get money per day or whatever. Uh, to go eat where they didn't, the meals they didn't provide, they did give you money. And it right. was, you'd get, I don't know what it was, like 30 bucks a day at the time. It's probably yeah. way more than that now. And it should be because it just costs more. Uh, yeah. And you go eat at McDonald's for eight bucks, you know, and uh, that's the one time you ate for the day. And so you pocketed the 22 bucks or whatever. And then you add that up over five days, you have a hundred dollars, you know. Hey, when you're in college, you got to do what you got to do. Oh, heck Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I always the season. I always had cash because again, same thing. Like on a on a Saturday night, um, you know, after a home game, uh, they'd give you money because they didn't provide your food for you. So you get fifteen. I think it was like seven dollars for breakfast, ten dollars for lunch, and like maybe fifteen for dinner. What you know, it was, they had they had, it was whatever it was. Yeah, and they they give you money, and then heck, I didn't eat, but you just go out and <laughs> I mean, it's like it was just whatever. I always had cash during the season and then off season, you didn't have that. It was like, well, I have no cash. I'm in college. <laughs> yeah. Then you end up at the bar drinking uh, $3 pitchers or something. Yeah. Whatever you find. Nick, hey, <laughs> hey, in Iowa State, there was one one night it was nickel, nickel, uh, dr- nickel beer night or whatever. Oh, well, there you go. So you got to do what you got to do. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's, lumpies that's in the basement. basement. College, oh. college, you guys got to find the, uh, the cheap places to get what they want. Yeah. <laughs> for those people that are old like me lumpies in the bottom of the basement of people's was the place to go for cheap stuff so yep no but both iowa and iowa state basketball uh hope you know iowa has a real real big matchup on friday night uh against number two purdue um so you know we'll see how really good they are um be awesome if they would win and and both be undefeated uh going into next week uh but probably not really realistic for either team um, you know, obviously going to Creighton will be a tough matchup for the Cyclones than, than at Purdue. And then I think actually they play Illinois as well before Iowa State. So they got two uh, tough okay. games before Iowa State. Yep. So No, I, it'd be cool if, like I said, it's all about basketball, but it'd be cool if, you know, going into March Madness, if they're both in the tournament ranked high. I mean, oh, yeah, I'll be I, mean, I would still say Iowa State at best is going to be a bubble team. You know, yeah, no, I mean, I know it's early, but just it'd be cool if they both made it. And oh, absolutely. It's a lot more fun. 
Yeah, last year I hardly even watched basketball. It was so sad. So no, it, it's good. Um, but overall, I, I know we've we've kind of talked a lot here. Been well over an hour here uh, talking. Uh, but again, thanks, Trev, and we'll talk to you later. I, th- I think we will have another podcast here uh, about the NFL and kind of recapping Trevor's picks over the last few weeks and everything. Uh, so we'll have a, a, an extra one this week for you guys. Uh, again, thanks for uh, listening. Uh, sorry for the little hiatus, but we are back and planning on weekly again, uh, at least, uh, you know, through the football season. And then really Trev's favorite time is the off season. So we'll actually be just as, uh, we'll, we'll keep I, going I, here. Uh, I can't but, wait for football to get over. For the <laughs> that's exactly, that's exactly <laughs> right. It's, it's really funny. We love football, but Trev actually loves for it to be over and that March 1st deadline hits. And then the, the, the new year happens and then he's in love again. Free agency and draft. So no, it, it was good. Uh, good to catch up. Uh, exciting things going on. New teams in the playoff. I was got a chance to, to uh, call some headaches and should be a fun weekend. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Trev. We'll uh, talk to you later. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to Morgan. You asked for podcast, please like subscribe and rate the podcast on your podcast player to help spread the podcast out to bigger audiences.